All right, welcome back with your favorite ex-Google, ex-Facebook tech lead. You know how I know it's your favorite one? Because I'm the only one out there. And today we're doing a desk setup tour as a digital nomad. And this is it. Actually, this is all I've got. So maybe that's the end of the video. I know how bad this looks. To the untrained eye, this looks like a massive downgrade from all the flashing RGB lights and mechanical keyboards and widgets and furniture that I had in the past standing desks. But in fact, this is an upgrade. I can assure you that. And the reason is this. You know what can beat any Lamborghini, any Ferrari, any mansion? Mobility. Freedom of location, the freedom to live the life you want to live, where you want to live it on your terms, unchanged to any of these material items such that the items aren't only you but you own the items. And so in reality, those Lambo and mansion owners, they don't own the items, the items own them. Or rather, if you would like to compete on the same level field as them on status at least, you may want to opt for a different playing field like say, freedom of location. And that is how we will win this game by not even playing their stupid little game by disrupting the whole thing but in order to do this properly, you need to listen to every word I say. Now, first up, I want you to like and subscribe to this video and then buy my little course. All right, now step one, MacBook Pro 16, M1 Pro Max, or any of these Apple Silicon chips are going to be just fine. I would recommend the 16 inch version if you're going to go the digital nomad route, just because you're going to be looking at the screen a lot. And I know this may seem unremarkable, any fool can buy one of these, but what you're going to want to do is just change your whole entire major, your whole entire life towards digital nomadry, which is like maybe become a computer programmer like what I became. And I know this may be a big step and it may be too late for most of you, maybe 99% of you out there. But if you have a choice, you may want to choose a major that allows you freedom of location such that you don't have to be stuck in a lab somewhere. Doing tests or being in a building physically present somewhere such that you can just be working out of like say Hawaii or something like that. And speaking of lifestyle, I'm just going to go off on a tangent here and remind you not to pick up any hobbies or activities or friendships, relationships that may just tie you down to a location physically. And so for example, I learned motorcycling, but, and this is the key part, I never bought a motorcycle because I didn't want to be tied down to that. So I know how to drive a motorcycle. I can tell everybody, hey, I can ride a motorcycle, but I don't actually have to ride one. And I avoid the dangers as well. And the same goes for foods. If you only eat organic food because you live next to a Whole Foods or you're a vegan, then you're not going to be able to go to other places and then, hey, they don't have all this organic vegan stuff for you. You got to eat street pork or whatever. And really the same goes for drugs, medications. Try not to get addicted to random substances if at all possible, such that you can be out traveling for even say months at a time and you don't have to feel like you have to come back all the time. If you do, then fine. You can make a stop back every two, three weeks or so. Now item number two here, I've talked about this before. I made a whole video on this is the Razer Basilisk V3 Pro mouse. The more I use this mouse, the more I find myself loving it actually because it's very lightweight. It feels just like the Logitech G502 Hero. Actually, the scroll wheel is nice and it is wireless so I can just pull this out of my backpack at any moment and just start using it. And it feels like I'm at home using my normal desk setup and so that's the key to always be using the same mouse whether you're at home or on the go. And a mouse like this allows you to do this. Take note, however, that the Razer line of products typically don't work fully with the Apple devices. And so I just had to use a third-party plug-in steer mouse. It was like 20 bucks in order to configure these buttons. But otherwise, works great. I also carry around a portable mouse pad with me wherever I go. I just stash this in my backpack. This item, I'm quite proud of actually for having discovered. This is the 65 watt anchor power brick. And this one charger. 
is actually enough to charge all of my devices using just this one small item. I can charge my laptop, my phone, my mouse, my cameras, my batteries, just everything I need using just this item. And if you remember a prior video, I mentioned I was starting to experiment just using this alone. And it turns out it is enough to charge my laptop. It's at like 100% all of the time, even though my laptop requires like one of the larger 100 watt power bricks from Apple, but this is actually underrated to just 65 watts. So it's not enough power. But the thing is, as it turns out, you only need those larger power bricks if you want to sustain maximum performance indefinitely, which almost nobody does. So this is kind of a pro travel tip for you. You can actually get away with smaller chargers if you're using like the MacBook lineup of computers and it may work for other laptops as well. Now with this, I carry a multi-charging cable, retractable. This one actually connects up to four devices. So it's got two lightning ports, USB-C and a micro USB cable. And I can just charge like all of my stuff all at once overnight. Everything's charged up. I carry around an AirPods Pro whenever I'm bored. I've got a power bank. You know, this is a pretty big one actually. I could get smaller, but I want to be eco-friendly. So I'm just going to use this one. And then I've got two flash drives as well. And I go for the portable SSDs which support full drive encryption and you typically want to carry two of them for the three to one backup plan. You've got two local copies, one remote. And then finally, just for the connoisseurs out there, this is optional completely a USB-C cable. I bought this one in particular, actually, I believe it's the Anchor Power Cable 3 or something, but it's just an extremely supple, flexible, soft cable feels good against the skin. And if you're just winding and unwinding your cable all the time, you're packing stuff, then this can make your life easier. And that's it. This is it. That's my desk setup. And with this, I can beat any Lamborghini, any Ferrari, any mansion. Oh, so successful. And simplicity is hard. It's very difficult actually. But all of these items have been handpicked to be quick to use, compact, lightweight, zero redundancy, minimalist. And through that, I have achieved freedom of location. Now, in addition, you may be wondering what jacket I'm wearing. This is the Arcteric Solano Gore-Tex jacket, actually. I used it just today. It was raining, and it was just fine. I'm also wearing these kind of waterproof, water-slick pants. I think this jacket was like 200 250 bucks. These pants were like 10 bucks or so at H&M. And by the way, you can check the description for links to any of these items, but... Make no mistake that your environment matters a whole ton. It should probably be your number one priority. You become the average of your five friends, the people you surround yourself. The values you embody are a result of the environment and the society that you live in, the cultural values, the family values. You know, your personality, your entire work ethic may be a result of the society around you. The industry you're working in, the networking opportunities, is a result of the location you're in. And so you have to make your location a priority and that is exactly what this desk setup in particular optimizes for, the number one most important thing probably for you, location. By the way, you know all that crazy stuff happening with the news and the politics and the radicals and Democrats and Biden and corruption and social justice warriors? I don't, I don't care. You know why? Because it's not my problem. If something happens to the country, if it just decides to burn itself down, you know, I'm just going to take a vacation somewhere. Maybe the southern coast of Italy sounds pretty nice right about now. Stop there for a bit and then come back when things settle down after a while. And so you get to be the one who watches all of the news and politics and pays attention to what's going on with the Hunter Biden laptop. You get to pay attention to all of the radical issues with the politics. Stay up to date with all of that stuff for me. Well, you spend all your time and brain power worrying and thinking about those things, trying to fix all of the massive crazy corruption happening in this country, trying to defend yourself and fix things. And I do have to say thank you for at least trying to fix some of these problems for me. I'll come back when you fix things up for me. And... It is kind of weird that like you get to fix the problems while for me it's just above my pay grade, but 
uh, I just choose not to do that. And you can make the same choice if you like. Life isn't entirely fair. It depends on the options that you make. If you want to make the option to just be stuck in a certain location such that you can enjoy your luxury furniture and cars and houses that are just going to become your own prisons, then that is your choice. I don't make that choice. You know, one of the scariest ideas is the thought that you could be living life wrong and that I'm actually on the right path. If you take a look in history, the kings built themselves these stone castles, code walls that they surrounded themselves with. And actually, when we look back, we say, hey, these were just prisons that they made for themselves. And over time, there's a possibility that people will become even more mobile. And they'll just kind of go around choosing whichever location suits them best for the moment in time. And if the location starts burning down, there's an issue, then they'll just move wherever they need to be. I thought I would show you actually what the future of living may look like. So I've been in Japan checking out some of the capsule hotels and I think this is a look into the future. And so through my travels, I believe there have been some significant innovations coming into the living space. These capsule hotels, which used to be perceived as something cheap and that was claustrophobic and people really didn't want to spend too much time there, are actually becoming very hip and trendy these days. They have evolved to actually become much more spacious with pretty good airflow, really excellent beds, and they're becoming quite comfortable. Community living space is almost like an evolved version of the hostel. So one of the hotels was called First Cabin. In Osaka, there was a bed. You can even get a little desk space in there as well. It was these compartments, quite spacious, floor to ceiling actually. There was a TV in there as well. And there was even like an onsen spa in there when you needed a bath. And you know, for me, I only use a bath like what, 10, 20 minutes a day. So it's totally fine for me to share it with other people. They keep it very clean as well. And I had the great sleep over there. I think they actually invest more in the mattress. It's a nice firm mattress with a soft pillow. And maybe it's because there are no windows in here, but then it acts kind of like blackout curtains and you get a good sleep. And then the other capsule hotel I tried was called the Millennials over in Kyoto. This one's a little bit small for my taste, but it's essentially just a bed in a compartment and you can roll down a curtain if you like. But this bed is actually probably better than any bed in your own home because it's electronic. And so you can recline it, adjust the angle to whatever you like using like an iPod-like device. And then the lights, you can adjust the setting to just dim as much as you like so that you can just create the exact environment you want for your sleep. And then they also have another shared living space here. This one's a little bit trendier in feeling so you can go socialize with people there. And again, I slept just great over there. Surprisingly better than if I were in like a standard hotel room. And so quite likely with more no-code solutions and chat GPT prompt engineers, we may see more and more people just choosing to live this remote work lifestyle where they just go to these remote desks, these co-working spaces, co-living spaces, and they just kind of go around the world. And maybe that's going to be the future of what living's going to look like until maybe people need to raise a family, raise kids or something, and then maybe they need to settle down somewhere. But then after that, who knows, maybe they're just going to go back to their nomadic travels. Maybe everybody's going to be nomadic in the future. And those people of the future, you know what they're going to do when they look at you in your sedimentary lifestyle? They're going to just laugh at you. They're going to ridicule you and just say, how can you just live in a single space your whole entire life, settle down there? Ridiculous. What are you doing? And those people would say, they don't even want to live in your mansion, your stone coat castle. They don't want it. They want their freedom. And another thing, geo-arbitrage is, I think, one of the few easy arbitrages left. So, for example, if a country's currency starts declining, like let's say the yen is starting to get weak, hop on over to Japan, load up on their products and services, eat some food, get some Kobe Wagyu beef in Kobe City, and it's going to cost you multiple times less than if you were to try the same stunt over in, say, San Francisco in some Skyrise restaurant. You know, we talk about dreams a lot on this channel. Actually, we don't. But... 
The American dream is something that a lot of us pursue. This idea of having this house, a picket fence, a dog, maybe like a golden retriever. But the thing is, what people dreamed about 50 years ago may not be the same thing you want to dream about today. The American dream of a settled life does not necessarily apply to everybody. It may not work out for you. It's not that you cannot achieve it. It's that it doesn't even apply to you. Now, if you're Asian, then you'll recognize that Joe Biden is making every single effort possible to make Chinese people look terrible. He's saying that China is just this massive evil. And so if you're Asian, then you're going to naturally be discriminated against. And this may not be a suitable country for you to build your future. You're just going to be going up against headwinds all the way through. And yeah, you can try it if you like. And maybe it'll even work out for you. But many people also choose, you know what? They're just going to spend more time out in Asia where they feel more welcome. And so I say this because I received the message the other day that someone was asking me whether I feel any responsibility as an Asian influencer to make Asians look good. And I just said, you know what? That's above my pay grade. It's not my problem. You see, that's your problem if you're stuck in the country, if you choose to be there. But if you make wise choices, then you can go where you are welcome. Anyways... I better stop here before I get myself canceled. Hey, this is just a desk setup tour, okay? So let me know how you would improve this desk setup. See you in the comments below. If you liked the video, give a like and subscribe. See you in the next one. Thanks, bye.